Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is George and I'm joined by my co-host Liam. Hello everybody. And sadly, Grant, our other co-host, cannot be with us today as he is a poorly little boy. So we wish he's, him he's well. He's sick. No, he is a poorly little boy and I'll, I'll take nothing else because then you get more sympathy. True. He's been talking about like the world's smallest violin. I was like, no, no, dude, you, you're really sick and your family's really sick and you keep getting it in a cycle of like they get it, then you get it, then they get it. It's, exactly. it's genuine sympathy, not smallest violin sympathy. No, absolutely. So yeah, he's a poorly little boy with, a poorly, <laughs> with like three poorly ladies in his house. Anyway, um, for Flawless, getting back to that, in each episode, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless, and we talk about why they love it and what they love about it. And at the end, we decide if we agree unanimously that it's flawless. We have a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family. We'd love for you to join us and tell us what you think about your favourite albums and favourite episodes of Flawless. You can join us at facebook.com slash group slash Flawless Friends and Family, or just look in the show notes. And we also have a Patreon which will be in the show notes. So you can click on that and back us from as little as $1 a month. And no matter how much you back us for, you will at some point get some special bonus episodes. And yeah. if you're one of the cool kids on Clubhouse these days, we have a night on Tuesdays where Flawless have a chat about episodes and bands that we've covered. And it's pretty awesome. And it's part of the Australian music industry group. So go on to clubhouse and follow that group and then you'll find about flawless and then you can chat to us so that's very exciting anyway today importantly we have a guest would you like to introduce thyself i shall uh my name is ruby um i am a band manager uh i manage three bands bugs uh hope d and void uh, i also work for a organization called q music and i am a co-programmer of big sound festival so not much then. Yeah, Just a little pretty quiet. few things, you know. <laughs> Just a few things. A few in hobbies, the, really. Hobbies in the music industry. Yeah, casual nice. things. Nice. So that's yeah. very, very good. And so you've come as our guest today, which is very exciting, or this evening, to be accurate. And you've brought an album for us to have a little deep dive and a flawless talk. Yeah, so I would love for us to chat about uh, Future Me Hates Me by The Beths. My eyelids float between two states. Now you brought this to us. How did you find out about the Beths and this particular album? Uh, well, I, I found out I just you know in a, in a pretty banger way uh, in the Spotify you know new releases section. Uh, Twenty eighteen, I think the record came out, um, and kind of just fell in love straight away. Uh, Dom Miller, uh, one of my best friends and also co-worker at the time and we still actually work together, so current co-worker, just in a different space. <laughs> um, we uh, kind of would always play this song, uh, of this, sorry, this record um, when we were feeling kind of like a bit down or a bit bored or a bit, you know, just a bit, we needed some picking up. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this... This band really reminds me of, of the band I manage, Bugs. Um, it's very guitar pop driven and, and a lot of backing vocals and harmonies. And, and I think that's why I fell in love with them too. Um, kind of like a female counterpart to mm -hmm. my male band <laughs> that I manage. Um, so, yeah, that's how I um, found this record and fell in love with them. Awesome. Cool. There you go. So, Liam, had yes. you heard the Beths before? I had heard of them, and I think I might have heard their songs a bit in the in my Spotify playlist as well, but I'd never actually sat down and listened to an entire album all the way through. Ah, okie dokie. But it has popped up. So yeah, yep, I knew of the them, radar. and I'd heard of them, and yeah. Very disappointed to find out there's only one Beth, which I feel is a little, <laughs> little bit of false advertising. You know? I was like, well, how many? They've got to have at least two. 
yeah. four would be awesome. Like if they were all Elizabeth something, that would have been amazing. <laughs> or at least a middle name. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, maybe maybe there is an Elizabeth middle name in there. Maybe gonna, Jonathan's middle name is Elizabeth. Jonathan Elizabeth Pierce. Yeah. That works. <laughs> that works. I love it. Yeah. That's just, let's it. name them all like the middle name of uh, Elizabeth from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this album came out in August 2018, as we covered. Um, and they are for people who, depending on when this is, episode is released, they are due to play in Brisbane um, at the Fortitude Valley's The Zoo on June the 3rd in 2021. And for my friends back in the UK, uh, you'll need to wait a little bit longer. They are due to play at the Brudenell Social Club in Leeds um, on October 29th. So um, if you remember friends back in Leeds, that was one of the last places I played in my band. So you should go and do that. Um, So although they're from, uh, they're known as a New Zealand band, our Beth ain't a New Zealander, is she? Is she not? No. She's Australian. So she's actually lived. Uh, she used to live in Perth, I think, and then You're kidding. She went over. But her accent is so strong, and, and but that's well, that's what I found in my research. But I could be maybe she just lived, used to live in Perth. Um, but I thought she was Australian, and um, I'm English, so you all sound the same to me. <laughs> There's also a huge history, George, you might not know, of Australia stealing New Zealand musicians mm. or creative people when they get too big. So we're going to have to tread very carefully here. So oh, okay. That's if fine. that's not the case, Elizabeth, we apologise. That, that is not Australian doing their standard cultural appropriation of New Zealand stuff as we always do. <laughs> um, so uh, they, uh, cool fact is this came out on vinyl when the came out in uh, standard black, but it also came out in jelly bean green, cloudy grape, orange, cloudy blue, and magenta. All the range. Yeah, a full range of different vinyls, which I thought is um, a testament to a record label loving you to press in all those different colours. Um, so that's awesome. So, um, so what was it in particular that brought you to bringing this album to Flawless? Uh, for me, this album covers um, so many themes of love and self-doubt and um, self-loathing and almost depression and everything that kind of comes with either crushing on someone or being in love or finding first love. This this album is uh, – every song kind of takes you through each stage of um, of love and and all the kind of things that come, come with it. Um, so it's – it's it scopes from feeling doubtful about yourself and um, and then backing yourself and then feeling lost in a love and 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 losing yourself in that and then coming out of it and being like no I I'm me I I can do this I'm amazing like it, maybe that love wasn't for me and then you know like it's it's a real like journey every song is mm-hmm. a different kind of every song is a different story of a of one big overarching kind of it could be like a movie soundtrack i think this song um oh this album sorry um it's it's really cool and the storytelling is really cool too awesome so it's their debut album that came out in 2018 um and so elizabeth stokes is the single beth mm-hmm. in the band the soul um, beth the soul beth uh, writer singer Guitar. She also plays bass, in according to some pictures on social media. Um, and cool. then uh, Jonathan Pierce is guitarist. Jonathan Elizabeth. Pierce. Jonathan Elizabeth <laughs> Pierce, uh, guitarist, vocal, some vocals, and also studio guru. He has his own studio. Um, ben, an absolute shred lord too. Such nice. a shred lord. It's awesome. incredible. Mm. <laughs> um, and then Benjamin Elizabeth Sinclair is on bass and vocals, and Tristan Elizabeth Deck is on drums and also knitting. Uh, in his <laughs> social media, there are pictures of him knitting. Nice. Um, and then awesome. Ivan Lucating Elizabeth Johnston uh, drums and vocals, um, but he's the ex member now. So right. I didn't know which one was the correct member at the time of this album because I had to get information from Triple J on Earth, Instagram, uh, Spotify, etc. Because they decided that their band camp and website should have no information on the band <laughs> at Elusive. all. Um, yes, um, but they have opened for bands such as the Breeders, Pixies, Weezer and Death Cab for Cutie. 
Nice. So good for them. Mm. Great match for breeders. That they're, they're a perfect match for, to open for breeders, I reckon. You'd get a I lot of so. people that probably haven't heard of them because they'd be sort of older rock fans. Mm. And, you'd yeah, you'd really get a lot of that stuff out of them. Yeah, mm. I think so. And I think for Weezer as well with the... The pop stuff, Some yeah. of the poppier stuff and mm-hmm. they're kind of deprecating lyrical content, yeah. I guess, works quite well with the Weezer stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, so, um, so they've... Uh, managed to hitch themselves onto some cracking tools. Mm. So, so, yeah. This was their first album. Have you heard their second? I'm going to assume. Yes, yes. Yes. And how does it compare? What made you pick this one over the second one, maybe? Uh, I think, as we were kind of speaking about um, previously, Liam, I, I think there was songs in it that I couldn't call flawless, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, there was that one song that, yeah. you know, I was like, okay, I might skip that potentially. Mm-hmm. But this this album, I I can listen to over and over again from front to back um, happily, and I have. Mm. Uh, so uh, I think it's, yeah, I, I think also the themes and, and everything Liz explores within her songwriting in this album is very, you know, it's very akin to my own heart um, and the stuff that I go through as a young woman as well. So I think it's kind of just like uh, she's saying everything I want to say, but <laughs> in such a better way, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I forgot to, you forgot to ask me if I'd ever heard of them. I did forget to ask you, George. Had you heard of the best before Ruby popped them into our group chat? Yes. Nice. Cool. I um, was not expecting that. Thank you. Um, was it triple Z related? Uh, it was yeah, four triple Z related. <laughs> so I was a, a temporary announcer on four triple Z, and I used to volunteer um, on the reception desk and do stuff like that. And so because I was at four triple Z, which is a community radio station, um, and it's alternative, fun, and like really open and awesome in Brisbane. And um, so because I was volunteering there, um, I had heard the best, which um, and I used to go to the archive of music, which is ridic um, um at Portugal there. Yeah. yeah. So um I would sometimes go through there and I would get like um new releases if I was covering a show. Um I get new releases and there's like a real push to for like marginalised members of the community and stuff and also for like local and things like that. So um they push for men like if you have female members or indigenous members or um if they're Brisbane based or if they're um Australia based, etc. And there's like quotas that people should really be striving to Mm. and so um when there's a band like the best um they get like hooray like we have a female fronted um band here who are putting out music tackling issues so um let's celebrate that so that i have had but i i never listened to an album all Mm -hmm. the way through but that's fair enough cool so there we go so do you want to start about start at the beginning with great no one yeah sure um i guess this this song is the beginning of um the initial introduction into liz's brain of um how she's feeling and um it's it's about the kind of a voice in her head that is is telling her you know uh like it it's telling her to stop wasting time and and start trying and and um, you know, get the ball rolling, and um, it's such a great metaphoric song lyrically, um, and such a great album opener, in my opinion. Mm. Um, so everyone will have heard the album, the opening of the song, because I just put it at the start of the the thing. Mm. But just the riff and her voice, just straight into it right from the start. No mm. messing around, no slow build up, no you know interstitial, or we're gonna slowly choose little pieces or one at a time. It's just like the band is her voice and her guitar playing is so much the crux of so many of the songs mm. and just right from the start it's like this is what you're going to get mm-hmm. this is my story this is my album you know obviously the guys and the, the supporting stuff are putting their bit in as well but this is so much a her album yeah absolutely and you get that right from that first song there's like no pretension or no allusions to being something other than it is and but yeah. it sounds really fun and jolty this and this is what you were talking before about all the themes that are all through this album and that's one of the things that i love about it is like yeah, it's got all of those, but it's all couched in the most upbeat, fun oh, pop music you could ever want to hear. Just, and it's like, yeah, it's if like, you paired this stuff with wishy-washy lyrics that, you know, you were just like, hey, we're just here to have fun and a good time and hear some pop rock, it wouldn't work quite as well. Yeah. And if it's like the really dark stuff against really dark music, then it's like, okay, that's a completely different thing entirely. But to pair these two things together 
and I don't know if there's any pressure on her to like, oh, I, I like writing pop music. Should I just write fun pop songs? I'm sure I could, she could do it. Yeah. But she's just like, no, I can pair really dark things about my own self-loathing and fun, upbeat pop rock. That'll work. And yeah. it just works. It's just like, it should work, it but it really does. It really does. And it's, it's kind of like um, really up my alley when it comes to um, types of bands. Like it, I, as I mentioned before, I manage Bugs and they're, they're very much similar in their songwriting as well. Connor raps can, like kind of darkish or self-deprecating or um, like even just like dark outtakes on the world in just – the happiest songs mm. and it's like the juxtaposition is so good and you're kind of just like bopping along to this kind of like depressing-ish song but it's mm. it's just wrapped mm-hmm. in this fun bubble and I think um, it, the lyrics that I wanted to point out in, in this song especially that I really love is um, one of them is Just a broken ball Flickering my style That's just so beautiful. It's a beautiful metaphor and it's just so like everyone's felt that way you know Mm -hmm. kind of just like a lonely little bulb like flickering with their own doubt trying to like stay on and trying to be bright but like Mm -hmm. you know not really necessarily getting there and 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 there's so many moments on this song that are metaphorically beautiful like that um and and yeah it's yeah, just a miserably the uh, this lyric as well. Misery loves me, but I don't love her. Mm-hmm. Super fucking cool. Yeah. Like it's just like so like effort- effortlessly like I'm making a reference to a pop culture thing and or you know an, a, a bigger kind of well known saying, but like just in such a nice, cool like mm-hmm. snappy know, way. They're just like so cool and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's got a punchy guitar solo, mm. um, and it was like. Um, so is it um, Elizabeth? So are we Liz? Is she Liz or Beth or Elizabeth? What? Come on. She goes by Liz, I'm pretty sure. So she's That's what her Insta is. She goes by Liz. Okay, fine. <laughs> you know, just keeping the it Liz's, spicy. The Liz's doesn't roll so, up quite as well. Is it Liz or is it Jonathan Elizabeth who does uh, the um, lead guitar? Do you know? I'm pretty sure it's Jonathan. Okay, yeah. right. Because, um, yeah, there's some really sweet, like, because it is poppy, sugary, sweet kind of music. Um, but, like, there's, like, really fun guitar solos in there, too. So I was just, like, I was wondering, I was like, ooh, which, which of the guitarists is doing the twiddly bits? Yeah. Because the twiddly bits are happening when she's not singing. So that's why I, was, I just made the assumption that she was doing the twiddly bits. Yeah. Um, I mean, they both rip, but I think, I'm pretty sure, like, every time I've seen them live, it's Jonathan just absolutely losing his mind. And, like, mm. he is an incredible musician and um, really technically well-trained. I actually, like, through Googling and stuff because of this, um, I found out that they all studied jazz at the mm. University of Auckland, which I thought was a really ah. cool, um, like, I, I guess, segue into why they're so technically good. Yeah. Um, because they have that jazz training. Mm. Um, and, yeah, you, it, you can really, it really comes out in the guitars. Yeah. Mm. Um, and jazz is hard. Mm. So, yep, yeah, that makes, mm. that makes sense. I think we've encountered a few bands like that before where you find out that certain members have gone to, like, jazz schools are like really difficult like they're really well-trained musicians so then when they come to apply that to what might not be as complex styles they just apply the complex levels to it and mm. just make it really work really well mm-hmm. yeah so she um yeah so yeah came from studying jazz in college and then in an interview she said the best is almost reactionary to jazz school and trumpet it's a guitar band we make guitar music mm. i like it that way yeah so I don't, I don't think there's any possibility that you know their third or their fourth album they might hey we're really complex you know long song structures now like big five minute looping epic pieces i think they're always just going to be that guitar pop band because that's the way they like it yeah yeah definitely it's kind of um yeah it's just like we're here this is what we do Mm -hmm. like you know like it or leave it i I found a really cool quote that they said um that i want to read out and i was like this is exactly them um they said uh, an interview we know we're not cool, we're not models, and if we try to be cool or look cool, it will look terrible. So as long as it's not trying to be cool, we're sweet with it. That's the ground rule, really. And I think that's so evident in everything they mm. do. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. just, cool. like, they are innately cool because they aren't cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that was really nice. That's awesome. So yeah. do you have, like, um, favourite tracks that you, like, go to? I mean, to be fair, because this album is so kind of like a journey in itself, um, I generally listen to it from front to back like mm-hmm. I, I listen to oh, it nice. the way it's 
was intended to um, because it takes you on a journey. It takes you through the heartbreak. It takes you through um, new love. And and it's kind of like it is a a young, modern tale of love, this whole – the whole thing. Uh, So I think – I can't just listen to one song here and there. It's yeah. just, it feels wrong to me. I mean, obviously I have them playlisted and everything, but um, I, I, if I had to choose songs that I really, really love, it would be Future Me Hates Me, the title track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, good. For sure. Um, so, so really loving melodies, a high-pitched moment. It reminds me of like 90s bands like Belly. Mm-hmm. Like, if you remember them? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it just had that kind of like 90s vibe to it for sure about liking someone but already seeing the downfall oh i can yeah. relate so hard so like, like the idea there that future person who's like no no you're, you're happy without that person just stay happy yeah. without that person you're fine yeah and then going no i, I can't i can't i still gotta go in i gotta go for it because what if i could be happy and he's like no no you won't be it's gonna be bad yeah but then yeah. also that pessimism of like I already know this is like, I already think this is going to fail. It's like, that's not a good way to go into a thing if you're yeah. starting something out. But it's just that the that's what always happens. So future me that knows that that's what is going to happen again this time hates, hates yeah. that we're going to get into so it. So she sings Like, yeah. Like it's cursed before it's begun. So yeah. why bother? Well, I, 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 yeah, I feel like I'm going through this right now, actually. Um, but I, at the moment, I'm like, you're going to hate yourself. It's kind of like <laughs> when you go out for a big night and you're like, you're going to hate yourself in the morning. Mm. What are you doing, you stupid mm-hmm. idiot? Like, <laughs> don't, like, drink some water right now. And you're like, no, nah, I'm having too much of a good time. I want to <laughs> test it. I want to, like, push the boundaries. And this is exactly what she does in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess there's, uh, I wrote an, another lyric that she sings, um, Sometimes I think I'm doing fine. I think I'm pretty smart. Then the walls become thin. Somebody gets in and I'm def- defenseless. Like it's it's so true. Like mm. that, it's just like yep. yeah. You have to be vulnerable when you're in a relationship. With yeah. Somebody. yeah. And sometimes it just happens, and you're like, okay, well, I'm going along with this ride. Like if it sucks, it sucks, and I'm gonna deal with that later. But yeah, future me will have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I've got a lyric from that song, and it's it's the one that opens the song, and I think it's actually a perfect summary of what the best are about so it's i never wanted to i didn't want to fall i don't believe that love's a good idea at all oh this well-designed world everyone that i know is broken and has fell for it before and i don't believe that love's a good idea at all is just great like it's just like it doesn't it's not good enough in the moment for the benefits that the inevitable crash is worth having had the benefits which is like the opposite of what most people will tell you about love is like Mm -hmm. it's okay for it to end because it's in the moment of being love is actually worth the pain at the end and she's like no that's not true at all yeah it's it's i'd rather just not like not saying i'm not going to because i absolutely will yeah i'm still gonna do it i don't think the i don't think the payoff now is worth the pain down the line yeah which yeah. is yeah, just the opposite of what every romantic anything will ever tell you. Yeah, and future songs definitely it, 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 like explore the feelings of mm. being like, see, told yeah. you so. Yeah, like, those moments. Because then she also like just thinking about like where she is when she sings the song and the future her hates her, but she's also the future her of someone back. Back, yeah. And it's like, and I hate that person because so I I had everything set and yeah. dived into this thing and now I'm stuck in this position again. Yeah. Because yeah. in You Wouldn't Like Me, um, she sings, you wouldn't like me who saw what's inside me. Mm. And so that's, again, like already pushing pushing it out there, saying mm-hmm. there's no point us getting close no. because you won't like what you see. You won't like it. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, I damn, that's such a punchy track, though. Like, yeah. it's so depressing. And Do you know what it's got? I know what it's got, George. It's, it's got fucking hand claps. Hand claps! <laughs> yeah. It's got bloody hand claps. Such great hand claps. Too. And then so the, the yeah, so, solo awesome. into more hand claps. Yeah, so it's like hand claps and then full instrument crushing in and then pull it all out again so we can just go back to hand yeah. claps. Yeah. So oh, cool. good. And it's got ah's. Yeah. yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah. I always highlight the R's. Uh, so yeah, so and um, with the guitar solo to finish it on this like really uplifting beat um, yeah. of like this like mood and it's only like three and a half minutes long but um yeah it's got this really like punchy guitar solo to finish it yeah that's so punk (laughs) i feel like they also use like just touching on their backing vocals it's almost like they use that element as a a fifth instrument 
it's 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 not just you know backing vocals chucked mm. in they're really like at the forefront there's something that they use like as a storytelling technique but also as another mm. instrument like it's and it's not, not not a lot of bands do that these mm. days i feel like it's a pretty old kind of old maybe even 60s vibe that they used to do that but now like it's yeah now I guess it's kind of just in the background, you know, whatever, additional kind of puff to a song. But this is definitely like they use it as an instrument that then that's so prevalent. Because sometimes um, Liz is harmonising with herself mm. or she's just um, doubling up vocals with mm. herself. And then sometimes um, the other Elizabeths are joining in the background and yeah. so, or they're doing call and response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's like they explore the voice as an instrument, which is definitely something that jazz musicians would do. Mm. because it isn't like the voice is another instrument it shouldn't Mm. just like carry a simple melody it's supposed to be doing complex and interesting things and interlacing them like that is what you're supposed to be doing so um if you just listen to this album without doing a deep dive into any lyrics you would just blindly bop along Mm -hmm. absolutely it's definitely a bop because even on future me hates me doesn't that open with one of the guys shouting yeah. Something I don't know if he swears or if he's Yeah, he says something. I don't yeah. actually know what it says, but I I love it and then it just goes boom, yeah. like yeah. punches in. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, and that's Uptown Girl. I'm feeling it. Yeah, that's right. Uptown Girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the one it is. Yeah. 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 yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's, that's that pop punk. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I never knew what he yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I'm yeah. feeling it. I was just always like yeah, very yeah. And, and then there's pop punk thrash, like just pure thrash. So fun. Throw yourself around. Really good drum trills as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. the percussion really is frigging incredible, brilliant in this song. So punchy, and it's just like it's something you want to see live and just want to lose your shit on the dance floor too. Yeah, yeah. And it's the it's the one that so it's about the end of a relationship and realizing the person she was with isn't who they said they were and who they didn't think they were. So it's got the line. Buddies. Lyric buddies, which is so angry. That's so mean. Oh, like, I hope I, I hope I drink poison and you die. But it's just couched in this beautiful pop framework. Can't be can't. angry at it. No, you yeah. gotta listen. You gotta really listen to it. Go, wow, that's really dark to think. Some hope somebody dies. Yeah, and it's, it's quite dark. Yeah, <laughs> I love but the darkness. doing it over something like so sugary sweet mm. as well. Yeah, like that's the thing. Is like if you don't pay attention to it, you'll miss. You can miss how dark it really is because it just sounds like the pop punk. So, do you want to know why I had a little giggle at Little Death? I think I know why. Is it because of the French? Yes. Yes, okay. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, would you like to explain? Well, yeah, of course. Um, So, the Little Death in French is the Petite Mort. And it's in reference to having an orgasm because the feeling after having an orgasm is like dying a little <laughs> um and so yeah i wrote that down as something that i don't know whether that's what I wasn't she sure intended just or not because um, it's like um the like the, with the lyrics and stuff in there i forgot to write them down um and i it was about that kind of like you make me feel this way mm. and i was like so is she literally like you make me feel like i'm having rolling my eyes back into the, my head or what or well, yeah or that's, is it not, I, yeah, that's like, what i take from is it is it like a tongue-in-cheek thing or was it just um a really sweet way of referencing like feeling like you're dying inside you mm. know um so i don't know but it made me have a proper giggle <laughs> so that's good uh, but that one had that kind of um perfect like indie rock accomplished mm. sound and they played all the right parts at all the right times and the drums were splendid Mm. yeah it's um i guess coming back to if if the double meaning of the song is actually the french word like i guess the whole song kind of explores physical feelings about being in love or having a crush so maybe it is like a little nod to that but um you can in the pre-chorus she says So I guess 
everybody's <laughs> everybody's yeah, you've got the exact same thing written down. Just yeah. that physical yeah. list physical, of things. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what um, I meant to write down and meant that I was like, so is she doing a little nod to the French? <laughs> um, but I'm going to believe that she did. Yeah, I reckon it's a little subtle. Like, if you know, you know. You know? <laughs> and there's a huge amount of thrashing on the finish of that. And I love when bands do this where it's like, it feels like they're almost about to lose control. Like it's just wild and they don't, they're not actually working together, but it just goes right to that edge. And then you realize, no, they're jazz musicians. They're exactly mm. in control. It sounds like they're just random, but it's actually really tightly, perfectly controlled. Yeah. And then, then they just bring it back in. And um, yeah, the barreling drums in this song are really awesome. Like just mm -hmm. every time there's an opportunity, it's just like, yeah, the real straightforward, mm. just moving forward momentum. Mm. Yeah, so cool. Um, it, can I just say that the whole jazz background makes so much sense with Happy Unhappy. Um, I like the oh, oh intro. Um, and But they do that little syncopated moment where they say, you're in my brain. Mm. And that makes like perfect sense because it's such a jazzy thing to do. Um, so it was just like a really sweet classic kind of chorus. Um, and yeah, it was just like from that perspective, I just thought it was a really sweet like three and a half minute song. Oh, yeah, I, I'm obsessed with if I can just fawn over another lyric that I love. I mean, there's so many moments in this album that I love, but um, this this one especially is kind of like something that is so relatable. She says... And I just think, like, it's such a, like... When you have that love and you just obsessing over them and thinking only of them you do forget your real life boring stuff like mm. taking yeah. out the bins and i just yeah. love that she's just kind of expressed that there so nice because the lyrics in that one they're so fast that it's almost hip-hop she's almost rapping yeah. stuff because she uses a similar pattern of one that i picked up where she says because you're in my brain taking up space i need delivering lies and suppressing the size mm. so it's like i need i need all my brain space to stop being with you and you being here and actually being with me is actually robbing me of the energy yeah. that I need to not be with you, which is, yeah, cool. Mm. Yeah. I didn't actually know, like, all, like, it took me kind of doing this to really realise exactly because she is singing so fast in this mm. song. Like, mm -hmm. I kind of just, like, most of the time when I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> tongue-tied or whatever. But, like, yeah, it's it was so nice to kind of ex explore exactly what she's saying in, mm. this, in this song. So did you have another song that you wanted to talk um, I'm actually, I, I think the last song, Less Than Now, um, mm -hmm. is quite possibly one of like my favourite closing songs to an album ever. Nice. Um, it's just so, it, it's, I mean, thematically it obviously closes out the album perfectly. It's about um, disappointing someone in a relationship and trying to break it off but doing all the wrong things. And, and, um it's just, I don't know, every time I listen to it, I want more, like the way it builds. And it, it, yeah, put perfect bookend in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'd and love to know what you think about it. Well, I like that at the end as well, they just are pissing about in the studio, like with this like little bit of laughter and stuff. Mm. And it was like, oh, thank God. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you get to the end and you're like, are you okay? Yeah. Um, and then they're like, ha, 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 putting the stuff away. And you're like, okay, right, okay. I feel like I can end this now. This yeah. is okay. Um, so, yeah, so I think it, yeah, it would make sense with that really sweet intro to, uh, melody to that song. Um, it makes perfect sense to have it as that, um, like, kind of loneliness, breakup y type track mm. um, at the very end, going, mm. well, we warned you at the beginning what this was going to be about and we got to the end and we're there. Mm. Yeah. So like that's the, you talk about listening to it as a journey mm. and it makes perfect sense that you would do so. Mm. Yeah. There's no, there's no happy ending on this. There's no, no getting to the end. Like, Oh, I was wrong about all the things I felt before. It's like, no, no, this is all, these are all the things that I've felt over and over again. I'm, I know what they are and I'm committed to them. And it, yeah, yeah it does give that really nice ending. Yeah. Um, I did love um, River Run Level One as well. Like oh, that yes. almost feels like it could be an ending. And I've had things in the past where it's like if it's an if it's an ending track, and then they they keep going. It's like oh well, I want to know what you wanted. Like you had to justify to keeping say? going. Yeah, but yeah. But they definitely do because yeah, Less Than Now is awesome. But River Run just 
less fast and frenetic than the rest of the album, like more po- somehow more poppy and just like the big chunky guitar riffs. And mm. yeah, I love River Run. Mm. It's got a nice re- intro of just like first 10 seconds of the guitar riff, which mm. is like really lo-fi. Yeah, just like noodling. Like, yeah, mm. it's just like... Da, 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 and then it's like, song! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, by the way, this is what this is the sound we make again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it just has this little lo-fi moment but for a bit of a change. Um, then, yeah, her friend's trying to reach out to her. She's refusing and it's her birthday and um, tries to be happy, but a river will run. Yeah. So that's just like her, her theme for... Her song and so many good oh yeah the harmonising and the oohs and the ahs are yeah. awesome yeah sorry for subjecting you to my awful <laughs> singing don't ever apologise no, for singing good. on the podcast <laughs> we've all sang on the podcast at one time or another yeah so Liam yes what about you um well yeah I liked uh, River Run yeah we've probably done yeah not running as cool as well like just a bit darker in tone like the first four songs are that really upbeat poppy music against the lyrics mm. and this one musically is probably a little bit down darker than that yeah. but still with that feel of what they're trying to do and not sort of this isn't the song the one song that stands out from all the rest it's just like a little twist on it it was really cool mm. I liked in that there's like hissing amp sound at the mm-hmm. very beginning with like twiddly guitar and then the drums ramp up under the vocals slowly um, and then it gets really driving and keeping like the bass is like driving and then is keeping up with the drums. So mm. the bass, um, Elizabeth, which Elizabeth have we got? Benjamin Elizabeth um, <laughs> is uh, d- uh, playing the bass like as quickly as the drums yeah, are running. The tempo is nuts in this mm-hmm. song. Yeah. So cool. And, and I guess it, it goes hand in hand with what the song is about. Like this is where she's kind of like, fuck it. I'm going to back myself. And like the tempo really just like accompanies that theme like so nicely. And it's really, it's the sense of urgency is just um, not stressful, but also kind of like, you know, when you're on a mission, you're like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm doing this. Like that's, that's exactly what it exemplifies. And it's really cool the way they've done that. Mm -hmm. And it ends with 20 seconds of like feedback. So it starts with a hitting amp Mm. and it ends with a feedback. Mm. And it's like, guitar this is this is a guitar song mm. and yeah so like again i'm like i'm a i'm a sucker for like playing with different parts of the guitar to make noises like mm. like hitting the guitar to make percussion or like strumming the headstock to make that twinkling sound and stuff and like using a, like a hissing amp or feedback is um always like a nice addition when you're a guitarist it's really nice to hear it in something else yeah cool yeah which is cool and so we've covered um happy unhappy which i with the you're in my brain (laughs) (laughs) which uh, i enjoyed very much because i sometimes feel like people are in my brain so i'm like oh my god yes i'm like stop it like get out it's not for you so uh yeah so just that just made me giggle Mm. i think it was just really sweet so it was nominated for the ataroa which i don't know how to pronounce but it's the maori name for new zealand the sorry is it ataroa Maybe. Yeah. There, I've got Aotearoa. I don't have another R at the start there. But, oh, okay. Um, anyway, it's the New Zealand equivalent of the ARIA Awards. They were nominated for Best Album, Best Group, Breakthrough Artist, and Alternative Artist, and they won Best Group. Hmm. And then I think the next album came out and it was nominated for all the same categories and it won them all. Like, yeah. By that time, people were used to them enough to go, yep, yeah, you're the best at all this stuff. You're yeah. just awesome. <laughs> really, we love you. And that's huge, I think, for uh, like a band from New Zealand as well because um, – Obviously, there's a lot of kind of like reggae influences and a mm-hmm. lot of like um, that kind of R&B, that kind of music. Like guitar music isn't really something that's as prevalent as it is here. It's mm-hmm. not really a, a, a genre that's like, yep, this is the number one. So it's it's cool that a band that is a guitar band could win all of those prestigious awards in New Zealand. And I mean, they come over here and we obviously love them because we're – you know, fundamentally yeah. like They're a perfect for Australia. Yeah, yeah, a guitar rock country. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, so yeah, the sound is pretty much made for Australia. But I think that the fact that they could do that over there is just a really tes- a good testament to their their songwriting and and how good of a band they are. Mm. Mm. So there weren't any official singles released, but they did do pro- what they had promo singles. So I guess stuff they maybe sent to the radio or whatever. So that was Happy Unhappy, Future Me Hates Me, and Great No One. So the first two. And then Happy Unhappy. And I think, yeah, I think River Run would have worked well as a single as well. I think that would have, like, mm-hmm. it's... 
just a different taste. Yeah, and it would have worked well on like popular radio sort of stations, I think. So. Yeah. If you watch um, uh, the Spotify, if you actually watch it on Spotify, um, when you're listening to it and you open it up, there are videos to mm. a few of the tracks, so you can actually watch them, like just like um, micro videos. Yeah, on, they're canvases. On a loop. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just mm. on a loop. And um, there's one of uh, Liz um, shooting up into the sky with like fireworks coming out <laughs> of her feet and her hands <laughs> and nice. stuff like that. And it was just like really interesting because all of the visual imagery is like really upbeat and positive, mm-hmm. like yeah. along with the music. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just like in contrast to like the lyrical content, um, like even the visual content is just like, hey, we're upbeat and fun come and watch us and then by the way (laughs) just whilst you're here let's Mm. take you on a journey yeah i've um actually seen the baths live i think cool maybe three times now um i saw them at in at um black bear lodge in fortitude valley here oh nice because that's a small tiny that would have been intense it was super cool um like the guitar just melted my face off the entire time (laughs) and then i guess to a Total contrast, I saw them when they played Splendor in the Grass. I think it was 2019. Oh, yeah. Uh, they played the main kind of main stage and it was – they played earlier, maybe like mm. 1 o'clock. It was blistering hot. I think it was maybe the Sunday, so everyone was kind of a bit cooked. Um, mm. But, God damn, they put on a show and, like, they they moved those, you know, like hungover yeah. bodies yeah. <laughs> in, in the blistering heat and we were all just losing it too. Like, there was probably, like, I don't know – couple of hundred people there so it wasn't full but it was so nice and I've, and I actually you know it's another time that I saw them um the, the band I managed bugs who I've mentioned multiple times in this podcast so far <laughs> um were playing a festival called uh yours and ours in Wollongong mm-hmm. and the best were playing as well uh and we actually drove down um because the bushfires were happening at the time and we had to like take this crazy way and um we didn't have enough money to fly so we drove down and um, on the way down I showed the three boys from the band this Beth's album and I've never seen I've never seen uh, Connor who was the lead, is the lead singer I've never seen a boy fall in love with a band as fast <laughs> as he did with this record like he was just like holy shit how like I have to see them like mm. uh, we have to support them we have to like be around them and it's actually really influenced his songwriting since then, and um, which I'm not mad about because I'm, I'm obsessed with the Beth. So <laughs> anything Beth's adjacent is like a, a goldmine for me. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just like really special. And then when we saw them, they played on the Saturday and Bugs played on the Sunday or the other way around. And it was just like we just danced the whole time, sung mm. all the lyrics, and it was just so frigging fun. Um, they're just such a fun band. So if you can go... Um, and see them, I would highly recommend it. I imagine they'd be super fun. Like. Oh, they, so cool. They'd be the perfect festival band because you wouldn't need to know them to get their vibe. Yeah. And if you didn't want to do the deep dive and learn about the dark stuff, you could just go on Enjoy the surface it. and just have a dance. Mm. And, not, and if you'd never heard them before, you're just like, oh, who's that? Oh, yeah, they're cool. I'm going to have a bit of a dance for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. And yeah, I danced to these guys. Yeah. Oh, cute. And like, I can't get past Liz's cute. New Zealand accent like it's just like it's someone it, it doesn't pop out all the time but um some of the songs I'm just like oh there it is hello yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> you're adorable so I'm thinking I've written used to live in Perth so she must have gone like from New Zealand to Perth mm. at some point um but so that's probably why Australia's claimed them mm, probably well, she said Shock. she was in she was in Auckland in thir- when she was 13 so that when from age 13 she was playing in a folk duo in they described it as Auckland's dangerously supportive all ages scene because she said it's very quiet and they're very respectful and laugh at all your jokes Aww. and you're like I'm so great so yeah I don't know <laughs> if she might be a couple of years in Perth and then back to New Zealand or something yeah maybe mm. but all I know is that I apparently can't tell the difference between when people <laughs> are singing like I've got Kiwi friends and I can absolutely tell but mm. when they're talking but um, I, I just assumed that she was Australian no I think it only pops out like in certain times and then the new record I think it's a bit more apparent in some mm-hmm. of the she says cool. best friend and like <laughs> sings it <laughs> like it's cute so um, yeah I think it's it only pops out in my brain occasionally but mm. yeah it's there at no point does she just say I'm from New Zealand <laughs> that, that would have helped yes yeah and then I would have absolutely known so that would have been helpful yes that's cool um, so we are coming up we've covered all the songs right mm-hmm. yep this pretty is very much. exciting 
Um, I'm just going to quickly jump in and go, I would like to get a tattoo that says, always caught in between the ache and the apathy. Oh, gosh, yes. Which is from the first one, Great No One. Zero one-line tattoos. So that idea of like, you've either got to let it go and just like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, or you can fight for something and know it's going to hurt you. Yeah. So what do you do? Is it I feel like, like that's it's a story be- of my life? It's better to fight for something, theory, right? Yeah. But <laughs> is it? Because if it's always uh, gonna turn, if it's always gonna end that badly for you, maybe you're better off just like going, oh, I don't fuck it, I don't care. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was a really cool line. Super cool, sweet. I wonder what star sign Liz is because I feel like we're exactly the same. Like just <laughs> you know. Well, and what is that? I'm a Taurus, very okay. much a headstrong young lady. <laughs> um, fighting pretty much all the yep. time for what I want and then being like, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Oh, it's dumb. <laughs> I'm yeah. Aquarius. I don't know what that means. Aquarius? Yeah. Quirky and interesting. Oh. They're the, the most kind of quirky ones of the... Gemini. Oh. I'm two-faced and, yeah, have split <laughs> personalities and show different sides to different people. I well, quite find, I, I I find Gemini like men are quite, like, not as hectic though okay i have a yeah, lot of gemini men friends the base what i know of i what feel gemini like i'm more gemini too. than i'm aquarius <laughs> i mean everyone's a mix of a lot of stuff there's a whole yeah. chart system it's um, it's a lot but yeah we're all complex beings aren't we <laughs> yeah. that's why we show up and do podcasts together so we're just like hey come, do you want to be on our podcast sure there you go done we're all quirky so now we're all aquarius um so this is hilarious um so did you have anything else you'd like to cover or would you like to go to your final pitch my love I guess I'll final, might do my final pitch. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I love this album, it, as I've mentioned before, because of the kind of the storyline it takes you through and, and all of the, the themes of love and crushing. And, you know, like, as I said in, in my first kind of little spiel about it, it just, Liz just explains everything that I want to say in, in such eloquent way and, like, um, and, and, and as we've spoken about throughout this whole podcast, it's all just wrapped in such punchy, fun music. And who doesn't want to just like bop around to like mm-hmm. some amazing guitar, some incredible backing vocals and sing along and like until your throat hurts, you know? So like it, it's, this is a record that I put on, as I said, every Friday or whenever I'm feeling like really pumping myself up, I'll chuck this on and I'll feel like, you know, ready to go. Empowered. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. let's pass it over to Mr. Liam. Cool. So your final thoughts and your flawless thumbs up, thumbs Thumb down. Up thumbs down. So I was listening to the album and then like, so it's like, it's just like the perfect intro. I love that first track. And then the second track is somehow even like a lift up from there. And I've like, it's just an instant throwback for me. So someone who came through in the 90s, listened to like all the 90s Oz rock sort of stuff. I'm like, yep, this is right up my alley. But what used to happen with a lot of those bands is like, they'd have two or three songs that were like that. They were at that intensity and they have that perfect style. And then the rest of it was just like a step off. Like, it's just like, these are the songs that we, they don't quite match the style. They're not quite of the same energy, but we had to fill an album. So we, we came up with some other stuff. So whenever I listen to an album like this, I'm like, okay, two, three, four into it. This is working really well, but I'm waiting for that drop off. Mm. And then it just never came. Mm. Like, I'm like, there's no way you can maintain this intensity all the way through it. But they And still did. be interesting. Yeah, yeah. But they did. And then the ones where they didn't were things like River Run and Little Death, where it's like a different style or a different speed or a different tempo, but still within that same style and the same method that they go through. And so, yeah, I was just working my way all the way through it and it was just, it just kept getting great and great. And then you get to the end and it's like, yep, yeah, this was awesome. And you look back around again. So yeah, just beautifully crafted. Just when I looked up like all the lyrics, I was like, okay, this is really cool how they're melding the darker stuff into the awesome pop stuff. Finding out there were jazz people like, yep, yeah, you can feel... The other thing I always wonder sometimes is like some bands who are so good at this make it look so effortless. You wonder how bands trip up on themselves sometimes not being able to do this because mm. these guys make it look so easy mm. and just it feels just so effortless for them. So yeah, no huge big production or studio tricks, just four people doing what they're amazing at, which mm. was just like, I loved it. Um, yeah, so poignant, pointed songs and I thought it was flawless oh, for me. Look at you. That was really cool. Look at you, Thank huge. you so much. That, I'm just like, yeah, I've got to go and listen to the second one. I'm definitely going to go and see them. That's three days before my birthday. So I'm oh, definitely yeah. going to go and got see up. them. I mean, not that that's affected whether or not I go and see them or not, but... Now yeah, I know when I'm your birthday going. is. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> now I'm definitely going to go and see them. Yeah, we've got to sweat it up in the zoo. That'll be so They would be, so be amazing. Fun. And the zoo, that'll be great. Yeah. Zoo, so I think it'll be yeah, a great time and yeah. I can't wait for it. Yeah. 
Awesome. George. Hello. Final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Final thoughts. Okay. So when I first listened to this record, I was just like, this is a fun, bothy, awesome record. And it was like right up my alley of things that I could wiggle my bum to, uh, which is really fun. And then I was listening going, their musicianship is awesome. And I really enjoyed the fact that um, everything was played beautifully and interplayed beautifully and was constructed in a really nice way. Um, so I was like, so I had it on like on my headphones, like bopping around and stuff like that. And I thought that some of like the titles were like um, quirky and like little bits of the lyrics and stuff that I heard at first thought I was like thought were really quirky and fun. And so then I got into my deep dive, obviously, as we do for this. Um, and um, the thing that led it down for me was actually what you guys love so much and it's been hurting me so much is um <laughs> i really hate the lyrics oh. i think the messaging is all wrong i found it really depressing and i right. think that it's aimed at bopping 14 year old girls who are going to listen to it and think that it's okay to be that depressed and miserable and it's okay not to fall in love and i'd rather they listen to black flag um as a band <laughs> like at least they have songs like rise up um whereas i had no reprieve in this and um as somebody with mental health problems i was listening to this going i'm like i was reading this lyric these lyrics just going I feel like this needs to come with trigger warnings, suicide warnings, and all sorts, and I was really affected by it. Um, and I, the fact that it was wrapped up in this like poppy, easy, like fun music, made me really angry because I felt like it was targeting young, vulnerable people with like messages that I, I was really like personally affected by that mm -hmm. I wouldn't want like my stepdaughters to be affected by when they were like, like young and listening to this sort of thing thing. So I can't say it's a flawless album. Um musically I would have said absolutely through the listens that I had. But when I had a deep dive into the messaging it was not something I could do. So mm -hmm. I'm sorry I can't That's bring fair. you over the line. That's all good. So I'm sorry this um about my 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 thing if you ever listen to this but it's just <laughs> my personal opinion um but we didn't get this one over the line but i just want to thank ruby for being our guest oh thank you for having me and i would like to thank you everyone for listening to flawless we have facebook twitter and instagram at flawless amp on all of those so you can join the conversation share or like our post give us a rating even just tell a friend because every little bit helps find more music lovers like you and we also have a patreon which is in the show notes and a clubhouse group on the australian music industry um, group on uh, Clubhouse. So go and follow that and find out about Flawless. So thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.